Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host with the beach ready body, Mozzie. <laughs> I uh, uh, <laughs> stumbled into that one a bit. I'll just uh, I'll say for next beach summer. Yeah, the yeah. The, the cut will be legendary, right? That's what we always got to say. There we go. I've cultivated mass, and now it's time to <laughs> harvest those gains. <laughs> exactly the always sunny method so we're recording this saturday afternoon so we're gonna try to keep it concise because it's got to go boom boom up before so we can get it to you before the games so we'll kick it off right away with the rams at dallas uh probably one of the better games of the week um at least in the 1 p.m section i'm gonna say um i feel like this could go a couple of different ways we're both taking dallas with this one i'm pretty much thinking it shoots out or the Dallas defense does what they should, and they just kind of dominate. Uh, right now, they're favored by six, and the total is 45.5. Yeah. I uh, This one's a little tough. McVay has done fairly well against Dallas. Um, he was 3-1 and one until last year when his team was dead. Yeah, which is reasonable. Yeah, so he's 3-2 and two against them. He's done. And, like, Dallas has been pretty solid at, at minimum for the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way to beat Dallas is to run effectively and nullify the edge pressure. And I think the problem I'm having is <laughs> I McVeigh knows that, but can they do that with the personnel they have, you know, with yeah. the injuries they've had to running back their sort of inability to run the ball, relying on Daryl Henderson I don't know if they can run as much. Probably as missing like. a tackle. Yeah, because it's not looking good for uh, Havenstein. Like he hasn't practiced this week and he's questionable. So I, because I think, yeah, the the calf. I don't remember if he got hurt during practice or I think he got hurt in the, during the game last week. But that's not looking great for him. So they haven't been running well anyway. And if he's out yep. and you've got Micah Parsons on, um. Warren McClendon Jr. Oh, no. Although, they, do you think they might move Joe Noboom over instead? They or, like, could do that. He's, that's he not more likely. Because, like, they've got a Larrick. They've had a Larrick at left tackle all year. I could see them putting Joe Noboom instead. I was looking at the depth chart. I'm like, oh, yeah, they've got him. So, that's probably what's going to happen, I'm going to guess. And what? Bring up Dotson as the guard? Yeah, well, he he's listed as guard right now, anyway. So, I, I imagine they'll just, they'll just put Noboom at right tackle where Adam yeah. is. That, I mean, that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But still but, not I ideal. Mean, that was one of our caveats with the Rams is if they're completely healthy, they're a solid team. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've already started to see the injuries pile up. And it sucks because Puka and Cup have been fantasy awesome this year, but Stafford has to be able to get the ball to them. I still think they're going to get theirs this game. Um, yeah. But yeah. This is one of the games I spent the most time digging into, and I think we'll probably spend the most time on of a lot of these games because I think it's one of the most interesting ones to 
for sure. go into. And it's probably the... For me, it was one of the hard ones to like to figure out, I think, because Dallas can do this one of two ways. They've gone pretty zone-heavy with, with digs out, um, and the Rams have been eating up zone, like Cup and Puka. I'm going to call them Puka Cup, because I think that's funny. Um, <laughs> they, they've been eating that Mini up. Mini Cooper. So, <laughs> Mini Cooper also, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two, uh, two girls, one Puka Cup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if someone has Cup and Puka on their team, that would be a fun name. Anyway, um, or if, if Gurley was still on the team, two Gurleys, one Puka. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, they've been eating up zone, but Puka's actually, I mean, obviously we don't have a big sample for Cup, but Puka's been crushing man, and we've seen him make a lot of good contested catches. Um, he's gotten better at that, because the first couple of weeks he was really struggling to hold on to some, but he's kind of gotten that little, little bit reeled in. Still not his strongest suit, like catching through contact, I don't think, but he's been pretty solid against man. So my thought is if Dallas tries to man up and say, hey, our pass rush is going to win in like two and a half seconds every play. And that, like, I think that's probably their best path to victory is banking on that and saying, hey, we're going to like double, well, double coop, uh, probably double cup, I would say. And be like, we're going to make you and like Stafford and Puka and the line beat us. Versus sitting back in zone, which I think will get them eaten up, just just slowly ding dong down the field, because that's probably what the Rams will want to do. Right. So it, this is all going to depend on what Dallas does defensively. So I do think I like Puka a bit more than Cup in this. I the straight up's the tough part. Like it's hard to say, oh, anyone at all is going to outscore Cooper Cup or like especially <laughs> one of his teammates. But I I think this kind of lends itself to more of a Puka game. If you like looking DFS wise, especially I think on Fanduel is a pretty good price difference, but I mean they're both solid options. Again, I would love to stack this if they were affordable at all, but this, this is an expensive stack. Uh, on the other side, I this one's pretty straightforward to me for Dallas. It's, it's going to just be CD and Pollard to me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is a this, good this the, CD Lamb game, though. Yeah. the the, Ram, the Rams are pretty zone heavy, um, which CD can eat up and. When, when they have been in man, it's not been great, which, you know, it's CeeDee Lamb. Um, and then Pollard has actually has a pretty decent sample of catching the ball against zone. Um, and he's just had a huge target load lately anyway. So, yeah, it's it's those two for me. It, that, that feels pretty straightforward on that. Yeah, that's that's the big takeaway. I, th- I, I like the Puka versus Cup thing. It just it sucks because they're both very talented that, yeah. you know, you hate doing one versus the other but in terms of dfs puka is way cheaper and might be getting more of the attention so you know you roll with those odds mm-hmm. but this 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 will be a fun one i'm i was looking through the 1 pms this is probably one of the better 1 pms because there's a lot that could either turn out really gross or one-sided um oh and one last thing i just realized dallas is totally gonna win and it's because the rams got rid of matt gay Mm. and they should have kept hey, him and now they have the real kicker, kicker issues they had someone they let him go so now they've got lucas Havrishik, which sounds Egypt. that sounds like uh someone from the most recent season of stranger things where they have to like go to the us right <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh um yeah next up we've got minnesota at green bay we both have minnesota here uh, Minnesota, aside from Justin Jefferson on IR, is fairly healthy. 
Hawkins has been limited with his foot, but he's going to play. I think he'll be solid. His target load has been insane. He's pretty cheap in DFS, so I'm pretty interested there. And then uh, for Green Bay, uh, the Aaron Jones situation is a little odd to me because so he's not on the injury report, but LaFleur even said he's not 100% and he was limited Friday, so I'm not really sure there. I'm kind of avoiding that for now. And then other questionables, um, who I believe were limited Friday, it was Musgrave, Jair, and Campbell. I'm most worried about Jair because he's like missed time with his back already, and that's what he's on with. Yep. So with with his back issues, and then Stokes going to IR, the the way that Green Bay would beat Minnesota is kind of gone. So yep, I'm picking Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota as well, even though I have that like weird gut feeling that Kirk is gonna be stupid this game um i think he'll be fine he's been playing really well but i do think he's gonna play worse than he did against san fran <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> he is kind of a roller coaster fantasy out uh asset i would love madison this game if he didn't just suck this year i i don't really know why they've they've one just not been running at all Two, he's had some butter hands, and three, they've been getting Cam more involved now. So yeah, like Cam Akers is taking Cam Akers is taking your job, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough scene. Um, but we you did bring up last week how Minnesota has a pretty good O line, and they should be able to protect Cousins since Green Bay's defense is predicated entirely on that outside edge pressure. Mm-hmm. So like with the corners out, or potentially both out. Um, the outside receivers of Minnesota should be looking pretty nice. I would say Osborne and Addy again. Yeah, I I, I popped in Osborne. as like sometimes we get those random Osborne games, and this kind of sets up that way. Like if Jair is also out and they have that protection, Osborne's big games have been, you know, when he's gotten a couple deep sideline catches. Oh, yeah. So that's I, I think that's in play. Um. Green Bay side is annoying because Jordan Love has been dookie. God, it's so frustrating. His timing has been so awful. Like, he he cannot get the ball to Christian Watson because he's just not timing it out at all. Like, he's getting it to Dobbs because that stuff's, like, quick enough and it's not like you have to have your drop, see the route, you know, like all that. It's just, you know quick little boom boom or it's been on the move the watson stuff that needs to like develop more has just not been working so I'm, I'm like they need to just get him on some slants and crossers i guess to get in the ball because watson's or sorry loves just not working it deep yeah he's not i had a whole rant about matt lafleur that i typed up and i'm not gonna do the whole thing because it'd be like three minutes and you know we got to get this one out but all <laughs> i'm gonna say is at the very end of my rant um, I don't understand how Matt LaFleur hasn't figured out how to use design fucking runs for Jordan Love, you absolute idiot. He is so good at running the ball, and he is so bad at passing. And you just, like, you just play Denver that can't tackle. Why did Love run three times in that game? He had three runs. He should have had, like, 12. Are you kidding? Yeah, like, doesn't have to be the full Ritter plan, but sort of the Ritter plan. like. Or, or Brian Dable's first year with Daniel Jones. Like, don't be an idiot. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to run him a ton, but, like, do it some. Like, he needs to. Like, he's not passing well enough to not run. So. <sighs> yeah, that was my truncated Matt LaFleur rant. Because I actually think that he had, that he, um, is the reason they lost against Denver. His play calling was really stupid at the end. If you lose to Denver, it's it's your coach's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <It> like... <laughs> yeah, LaFleur's had some rough coaching bouts, and it's like, now we have to, like, revise, like, okay, how much is him? How much is Aaron Rodgers? Like, <laughs> looking back, like... And it also, you know, we have to kind of triangulate, like, how much is Jordan Love? Yeah, how much in some is these parts. Love? So, yeah, he, go, I mean, going from Rodgers to Love is a big... <laughs> difference you yeah. have to like adjust a lot as a coach but that's i mean that's on him to do so yep if if watson gets going finally that's how green bay wins i think just with minnesota secondary but i'm actually okay with minnesota's defense and dfs this week because they're cheap they blitz a lot and that could lead to some love mistakes oh yeah that was my last point i think that minnesota's defense is starting to turn the corner a little bit um because we talked about that a lot in the off season that they purged a lot of their older veteran defensive players and it was going to start rough, but they would probably start to figure it out as the season went on. And I thought it would take a little bit longer to be honest, but Flores has been doing a really nice job. I think their defense is back on the rise again. Yeah. Uh, pace like has been like one of his main cogs in it too. He's been awesome. So and yeah, he's a rookie, I don't, right? I don't, yeah. Oh, I don't I know if it's right. I don't know if it's <laughs> Ivan or Yvonne, but I'm just calling him Ivan for now. But he's on pace yeah. to wreck your <laughs> Yeah, he's probably gonna get love a couple times. So uh next up yeah. we've got gross game of the week. Atlanta at Tennessee. I don't want to pick this. It's gross. Um The total, what's it what's it down to? 35. Atlanta's favored by two and a half because we've got um Malevis starting playing combo of Malik Willis and Malevis Malik Willevis however you want to call it it's yeah. terrible um I listen if you've got Henry you've got Bijan you probably don't have a better option in your league and with Bijan especially PPR like he's fine to go to um maybe Drake London the matchup's great but the pace is terrible so bringing my, bringing my pace stuff back up um this is by far the worst pace, and then the second worst game for neutral pass rate for the teams. So, or sorry, not second worst, but it's in that bottom group of like they prefer to run. Um, but terrible, terrible pace. Um, as opposed to the good pace from from Minnesota that we mentioned. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The the one thing I want to mention, aside from the defenses, which I think we're both kind of into, is. Yep. Bijan Robinson is 6K on DraftKings. And that's a stupid price. Last week's debacle, which I, the Falcons are getting investigated for that. That was pretty dumb. Bijan reported it Saturday night and nothing came up. So they're going to get fined for that probably. Yeah. Um, but that and the matchup have him super cheap. It's one of those things where I'm like, man, it's, it's real tempting. If it weren't for other guys around him in price, I would be locking him in. But uh, just on the principle of he's too good to be that cheap, even with the matchup. But injury-wise, though, um, Bud Dupree um, is questionable for his revenge game. He got added to the injury report with a groin. Um, he's limited Friday. He's questionable, so keep an eye on him because you know, he's really good. For Tennessee, obviously, you no know, Tannehill. Um, Traylon Burks is back. Wow. For for now. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> for now. And then, uh, yeah, Josh Wiley, uh, one of their tight ends, is out. And I'd say that's like a small bump for Chig just because, you know, one fewer backup to steal snaps and targets. So, slight little, slight little boost to him. Yeah. Who? I, um, this is the hardest I mean, game to predict. Yeah. Uh, Vrabel is still undefeated after a bye week. He has not lost a game after a bye week yet. But yeah. he made fun of Arthur Smith's mustache publicly. <laughs> and I think that is some bad juju. I've told you before, when you're picking with the Titans, you are going completely off vibes. What was the, what was the context? Because, like, it might have just been, like, friendly ridden. It was. It, well, it was completely friendly. Okay. Um, it was like, you got to shave that miserable thing off your face or something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> I wonder if, like, he really wanted to while he was in Tennessee, and the whole time Vrabel's like, no, no, if you're going to work here, you can't have that. You can't have that <laughs> stupid-ass mustache. I actually really like Arthur Smith's mustache. I think it's great. He said it's he like feels more confident. It's, like, troll for him. Yeah. Like, he walks into rooms, and people just, like, take him more seriously. Uh, He's a good interviewee. He has a few on McAfee that are worth watching. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I'm going both defenses... I'm not putting any money on this game. This is a complete. We have. I mean, it's just a quarterback fuckfest. Yeah. Now, uh, if Heine, if <laughs> if Ritter gets hurt and Heineke comes in, that's why I picked Atlanta. Because <laughs> I have. You're, ba- no... you're banking on to switch this game, regardless yeah. of how it happens. Yeah. That is the only thing I can think of. That is my path to any sort of vibe. The, it's the least analysis, yeah. least empirical analysis ever. But when it comes to Tennessee, you just got to roll with it. Yeah, I really like both defenses, but I like the Tennessee defense more, I think, because they're going to try to not pass as much as possible. And so I don't know if there's going to be enough opportunity for the Atlanta defense, per se. I'm really curious what they do on the quarterback front, because Rabel has had the body to prepare Tannehill being out. Yeah. So like, if you're in a super flex league and you're super desperate... Um, I think it's worth adding one or both of these guys just to see what the fuck happens, I guess. Oh, for sure. So, I I have no clue which I would say was better at. I don't have a read on that. <laughs> I, I will don't. say I was impressed with Malik Willis against the Ravens just in terms of he looked like a far more uh game ready quarterback because when he first came in he was so not ready oh no it was blatantly obvious but he was running the two minute drill he was on tempo he was getting the guys back to the line it didn't translate super well but also like we're talking about the ravens defense um closing out a game like that's tough (laughs) tough ask so yeah uh not not a game i'm really looking to delve too into fantasy wise aside from your main studs um but like with with L- london's a tough one because the matchup's good but the pace is so bad so depends yep. depends what you need uh this week but actually you know what before we move on are there any uh second team offense wide receivers that these guys might really like because that happens a lot where you have the backup come in and the guy they practiced with is who they end up targeting a bunch. Oh, um, you know, Tennessee, like, I don't know about Kyle Phillips because I know he's just been hurt. Atlanta, I mean, they're, that that group is so bad that I don't think it matters. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is tough. It would be like Chris Moore or Kyle Phillips 
for Tennessee. Yeah, they've had like jo- well, no, Josh Ali's hurt now too. Um, so I mean, maybe like Kaderil Hodge or Scotty Miller. I mean, they just got Van Jefferson for Tennessee. Like, oh, if Heineke the- comes in, you know he's hitting Scotty Miller. <laughs> I could see them having that that white boy connection there. That'd be funny. That'll be that. This um, helps nobody. Segment. Yeah, like. I don't know if like like I could see like Malik or Levis having a connection with Chris Moore or something, but I, this isn't something. It's not something I really want to no. try to predict right now. I just um, wanted to see if there was someone sneaky hiding on there. Eh, no, they're they're pretty bad depth yeah, charts. Pretty bad depth charts. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got New Orleans at Indy. This is a tough one. I'm, I think I'm saying New Orleans, but I'm not sure. Um, right now it's a 43 total. New Orleans favored by two. Uh, Indy was favored to start, so this this flipped a lot. Oh wow! Yeah, this one's really tough. I'm going back and forth on it. It's it's a hard kind of breakdown. So injury wise, uh, James Hurst is out for New Orleans. Uh, Marcus May is questionable. Uh, Andrews, Pete, Amario Davis, Taysom Hill are all questionable as well. Um, and Jawan Johnson's back. The I think Pete Davis and Taysom all got some limited in Friday. I'll check on May, but. That would be interesting if Taysom somehow doesn't play and then Juwan does play. Ooh, that would make me like Kamara so much more. Yeah, and then, oh yeah, Marcus May didn't practice Friday, so that would be, that's why I listened to him separately. But yeah, Kamara would be, I mean, he's already been getting a ton of PPR, but it helps his touchdown equity Yep. when Taysom's out. Um, that's the reason I've not, like, he's a banger, right? So Kamara's an obvious banger. Um, yeah, I, I didn't list that. I didn't feel like I need to list yeah, him. Yeah, but the reason the I didn't have him as banger of week is because basically of Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming times. Taysom plays. I just wanted to note it. I mean, he, he's he's one of those guys who I presume tries to play through injury as much as possible. Yeah, he's he gives gritty, off that vibe. You know. <laughs> Real grinder. Uh, for for Indy, uh, Julius Brents, also known as Juju Brents, is out, and Braden Smith is out, and it doesn't look like Kyle Grants is going to play. I still don't want to try to figure out the tight end room because it's still a hodgepodge because it's – Still like Ogletree, Mo Ali Cox, our guy, and then um, Will Mallory's been getting a little involved too. So it's kind of just a gross little hodgepodge there. I'm more interested in Downs uh, from from Tennessee or from maybe here. Yeah, that's so they literally just did it last week against Cleveland. Like they saw we need to attack the middle of the field, and they attacked the middle of the field. Like even Pittman's big catch up, I believe, was he caught it in the middle and yacked it to the end zone. So. I can't I'd... remember where we had uh, Downs ranked in our preseason, but he was one of the guys we definitely had an eye on, and I'm glad to see him starting to, you know, hit that. I think he was in the vein of good but really small. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, absolutely. Let me double check um, what we had on him. Um, I, I just found it. Reminds me, I think we said Cr- I put Crowder as a pretty good comp. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, early healthy Crowder, yeah. Right. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he, yeah, he was he was at UNC, and he was just behind, like, all the other guys. And so once right. they were gone, he started killing it. Um, But definite shout-out to Shane Steichen. Um, his offense is really fun to watch. They put up a lot of points with Gardner Minshew. Against, against Cleveland. One of probably the best defense in the NFL yeah, right now. Yeah, that was weird. So that's what I'm trying to figure out this game. Because I'm like, I thought Indy was going to be like below the line of like, I, I think New Orleans at this point is one of those barometers as well. Like 
are you good or not? Can you beat New Orleans and have a good game against them? Like, that's kind of the barometer I think we're at with them. And so, initially, I was like, oh, I think Indy should be below that. But after what they did to Cleveland, I'm like, not, I'm not sure. So. I know. I'm, I started to, like, I was torn with you on if this was going to be low and gross. Just because it's a weird matchup, and I can definitely see that happening. Or... If this goes to another high-scoring one, and I started to hit the high-scoring one, because, like, Olave should absolutely crush. Kamara should do well. Um, Jamal Williams is probably going to get a tutty. And then you've got the Colts side, where JT looks like JT again, and that's going to work. I like downs a lot. And even though Pittman is likely going to draw Lattimore whenever he's outside... He's still one of Gardner's favorite targets. Oh, yeah, he gets a billion targets. So, like, I don't know. I think this, I'm leaning towards the over. 43 is kind of right where it should be, 23-20. But you know what? I'm giving it to the Colts here. I'm going to take them. Because I, at the end of the day, Steichen versus Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen runs the most boring offense in the league. (laughs) Steichen is at least, like, getting a lot out of his guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the Colts have been... The Colts were one I was, like, before the season. I'm like, I wasn't thinking they are going to, like, kill it. But I'm like, I'm definitely higher on the Colts than consensus. Yeah. And they, they've looked they've looked pretty solid. Um, Yeah, with with um, Indy, Juju Brents was one of their corners who wasn't shitting the bed, oh, I guess no. I'll say. <laughs> um, their other one was... Uh, his last name was like Dallas. Like, oh, it was Dallas Flowers. That's right. And he's on IR. So they've got another corner down. That's a cool um, name. Juju Brents or Dallas Flowers? I mean, Dallas Flowers. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. So Olave should smash. If he doesn't, I'm going to personally deliver a bag of shit to Derek Carr's doorstep. <laughs> well, he was throwing more tantrums than Tutties last week. So hopefully he chills. Dude, he's being a little out. bitch boy. Yeah. yeah. I saw something that. It cracked me up. Um, someone said that putting Kamara in front of Carr and, and expecting him not to check it down every time is like putting a pack of cigarettes on a smoker's nightstand and expecting them to quit smoking. <laughs> so I'm, my thought is, you know, what if that smoker wants a little bit of crack? And that's what I'm hoping for here, where Olave's the crack and then Indy secondary is the pipe. Um, hey, I mean, this should be an Olave smash. I assume I'm going to have him in a lot of DFS and pay up for him. Yeah, I, this has been this is the tough at least on DraftKings. It's a really hard week for me to figure out my stack, and honestly, both sides too. And one that I've looked at a lot is this game with Olave and JT, and either Downs or like Shahid or Michael Thomas, like going like Gardner, JT, Downs, Olave, like that. That works pretty decently. Like I'm using JT anyway because yeah. he's been ramping up. Zach Moss is a little banged up. I, that's, I, that was something to add in too. I, I think he probably plays, but he's a little banged up. And JT is catching a lot of passes. So. Oh, yeah. And we like when JT catches passes because he's really good at it. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I like, I, I don't like having to exclude Pittman, but I think the game lends itself to downs a little more. Like, not that Pittman's a bad choice, but Pittman he'll, he'll is going to be, be fine for your standard lineup to get you 10 points because of PPR. If you're in standard, he's probably a mash. Yeah, in like in like in your leagues, I don't know how many better options you would have per se. Well, there's no buys this week, so hopefully you have some. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean you probably you probably got Pittman late, so 
I guess there probably are a decent amount of guys I'd go over him. But like I, I would probably I would still use London I would still use Pittman over London. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good a good line for it because that that sounds like a common decision people might have. So but th this is an interesting game in the fact of is it going to be thirteen to ten or thirty five to thirty two? It's like <laughs> that confusion there. Let's go thirty five thirty two. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, next up, we've got New England at Miami. We both have Miami. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> Right now, the total is, see, it was 47. I got to find it here. It is still 47. Miami's favored by nine and a half. So, I mean, Miami running backs should ball out again. Uh, Mostert is listed as questionable. I think he'll play. Yeah, but I think we will. may see more Jeff Wilson, though, mm -hmm. than last week because Miami's been, okay, Miami's been extremely, like, cautious, conservative with all their injuries. Yeah, which so, I like. Yeah. And they're very and, like, um, direct about it, too. Yeah, so that's something like to keep in mind is like just because a guy, you know, is available and then barely plays doesn't mean he's like off the, like off the depth chart or something because that was kind of something people. This was the dumbest shit. Like, uh, a Chan like his first game back like or sorry he was inactive and then barely played and it's like no 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 he's not gonna be behind Solvent Ahmed when he's like ready to go. No, come like on. that was the dumbest thing. And so then you know he finally gets you know opportunity after he's healthy and reacclimated and blows up and i think that's kind of what's kind of with jeff not maybe not the same level but now that he's had his game back kind of got like a little back into it this is probably the game where he gets a lot more involved is oh, yeah. my my stance so i i agree with you i think they're gonna run all over new england i mean that's probably the game plan especially um if they're missing some of these key guys on defense so uh questionable guys we've got Barmore and Keon White with the latter being concussion, so he's probably a little more likely to miss. And then uh, Trent Brown's also questionable. I expect him to play, of course, but he, he's he did he's miss one, the end of last game. Yeah, he's one of those linemen that like doesn't necessarily always fit the if he gets any practice he plays. Like he's he's a little more finicky, I think. Um, and speaking of linemen, Connor Williams. So McDaniel said. He should be back, but he doesn't know if he's going to start yet. So basically, same thing on that, like, super cautious. It's, you know, if we need him, we can get him in there. But, like, I don't want to rush him in right away is what it sounded like to me. Yeah. Um, then lots of questionables in the secondary. Like, all those corners are questionable. I don't know if we'll get Ramsey back yet. I don't think so. Um, and then they've also got um, Nick Needham and Javon Holland questionable. So... And Xavier Howard. So a lot of a lot of the secondary is questionable with limited practice Friday. So that's going to be something where we want to look at that eleven thirty news to see what's up there. Um. Now here's some insight. Are either Ramondre or Zeke? Well, I I know Zeke, but is Ramondre good at pass pro as well? I assume he is. Like you don't stick around in Belichick's offense. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I can double check if I can find some like success rates on that. But and the reason I bring it up is because uh. Fangio likes to blitz, and he's been doing it a lot with where is he? Andrew Van Ginkle, who's been dominating. Yeah, he's been of, really good. Yeah, this extra blitz rusher, and you know he wants to send him after Mac Jones. So I'm wondering if that lends itself to you know Zeke maybe being in a little bit more if Ramondre isn't as great at the pass pro. Yeah, if so Ramondre... Because I assume they'll be in passing situations. Yeah, Um. so of guys who have, I'll say, like, pretty much 
any snaps, I'll say, if they've got, I don't know, the minimums. But he's one of the best pass-blocking running backs, pretty much. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see both of them in there. Um, mm-hmm. What was I going to say? Uh, Tua's never lost to Belichick, which is oh so nice to hear. <laughs> um, I still give this one to the Finns, even though they did have some – some of those line injuries, I think, did start to hurt their offense last week against uh, Philly. Mm-hmm. Just I think they were down three guys. Isaiah Wynn, Tron Armstead, and Connor Williams. Yeah, because they had Lester Cotton in, and he was getting so many penalties. Because, I mean, he was just he, – he just had to hold – like he, he just had to hold all the Eagles D linemen not to let Tua die. The thing I wanted to bring up is if Tua, if Bill tries to do the same defensive thing he did against Jalen, Tua is going to absolutely roast his ass. Yeah. Um, because Tua, um, Jalen can, can throw with anticipation, but he likes to not as much. He can do it. He's not bad at it. But Tua excels at it. That's been the, that's been their thing this year. <laughs> yes, Tua is exceptional at throwing with anticipation. So if Bill is doing his hokey defensive shit where he's, you know, occupying your lineman, waiting a second, and then rushing another guy to just go straight to your quarterback, then uh, Tua's going to torch him because he doesn't yeah. need three seconds to hit. Reed. They've been getting the ball out so quickly too, yeah. Yep. Like you said, it's, it's not three seconds. It's like two and a half at most he's exactly. he's got the quickest time to throw and like the highest a dot <laughs> it's insane like he's got the two two of the fastest receivers who are both really good and insane anticipation it's like perfect matchup i will say i was a little put off by the spread nine and a half is a lot but it is in miami and i don't really i mean new england's been terrible maybe they've turned a corner but i I do kind of think that a lot of their win over Buffalo was just because Jalen was having it. Yeah, I will say that the New England O-line finally didn't play like utter garbage for a game. Now, part of that might be Buffalo's defense not having pass rush and that's being kind of decimated. I my, Miami's defense, like we've said, is gets likes to get super aggressive when they get the lead. Um, so I, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to you know, manifest against New England. Like, if, if Miami does get ahead, they'll probably keep teeing off just to, you know, hopefully fuck with the O-line that's been having a lot of struggles. The, um, how should I put it? The the thing is with Miami, like, I start with New England, is they will probably have to play catch-up if they do get behind. So I wrote uh, DeMario Douglas and Kendrick Bourne in as streamers. Yeah, that, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, like, either either they're keeping up and passing, or they're way behind and passing. <laughs> so, like, they're, they're going to have to pass. Like, Miami's defense hasn't really been that good, really. Like, the thing is, like, their no, neut- neutral defense is not good. They've just been able to play with the lead a ton. So They that's... remind me of the um, New Orleans defense that I often mm-hmm. uh, reference from back when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so opportunistic. Exactly. They will give up a shit ton of yards, but they will also play very aggressive and opportunistic. They'll get picks. They'll uh, rush your quarterback. Yeah, it's not full Greg, but... No, it's not. <laughs> Never go full Greg. <laughs> Never go full Greg. That's... <laughs> Man, the, the fucking cover zero in that... Oh, my last... God. Man, that's the funniest shit. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, this... uh. 
most likely ends up pretty heavily in Miami's favor. But, I mean, again, I might be overthinking it in DFS. And when we've got Miami on the main slate, it might just be like, hey, stack Miami when they're there. So I might just I might end up just doing that, honestly. There's a good chance I'd just say, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go to a reek and someone else wandering back. you have to. There, you have to do at least one lineup where you just do Dolphins because Reek is projected 2,200 yards at his current pace. <laughs> like every, I feel like every week I've not played a Miami stack. I've been like, why didn't I just play the Miami stack? They've been doing it every week. It's Tua, Reek, and a running back. So like yeah. I might just go Tua, Jeff, and Reek and just say, fuck it, we ball, and see what happens. So well, I'm assuming Jeff will be cheap. So that yeah, like will make you some money so. back that you had to spend on. Yeah, it balances out there. But next up, we've got the Jets and the Giants. I'm not going to say at because, you know, the same <laughs> field. We both have the Jets right now. But it's Tyrod instead of Dimes because Dimes is out. I know. Um, other injuries, we got Andrew Thomas doubtful. The rest of the line is pretty much questionable. Um, <laughs> Gary Brightwell went to IR, which I'm mostly mentioning because he's a special, like he's a key special teamer. Uh, Waller's questionable, but it's been like the same thing where they just kind of treat him with kick gloves all year in practice. Um, and then for the Jets, Tittman is out on the line, so Schweiker's going to be in his place, it sounds like. But they do have Sauce and DJ Reed back. Yay. So, good there. Yeah, this game's going to blow. I hate, to, <laughs> I hate to say it. I was excited for it to start the year. You know, Giants were a playoff team. They're at least mid Jets had Aaron Rodgers in a defense like this was going to be a great battle of New York and here we are this game's going to be awful um here's why Giants defense has significantly improved they've gotten way better since the start of the year I'm not going to say they're good or like great but they are no longer just a sieve Mm -hmm. which is not great when your quarterback is Zach Wilson and and uh the Jets' defense is obviously very good, so there's not going to be a whole lot of points. I think both the kickers are in play, and outside of Brees Hall and Darren Waller, I don't really want anybody. Yep, pretty much. I think you could take a flyer on Conklin. I see you have Wandale Robinson here. That also makes sense, but outside of that, uh, I'd probably avoid this game. Yeah, I love Brees in DFS. He's 5,900 on DK. That's one of the guys I was mentioning. Him, and then I, did, I forgot to say JT's price, but he's also pretty cheap. He's like 62. So, like, the Brees and JT are keeping me from going for sure. Bijan is the thing in that <laughs> price range. And then also, like, you know, if I decide to go Jeff Wilson, maybe. But, yeah, gross game. Tyrod gives the Giants a better chance, but better. I don't want to... Um, I guess, I guess, um, this, this is oh good. I was gonna say I guess I'll just mention because we didn't say it on here, but Daniel Jones versus Tyrod against the Jets is actually like really huge. Yeah, <laughs> because the Jets defense runs a lot off of pressure, and the Giants' O line has been bad, but Tyrod's been able to escape and scramble, so that really hurts the Jets' you know defensive strength, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then furthermore, Tyrod's favorite target is Darren Waller, who absolutely this is like the Jets. I don't want to say they're a tight end funnel, but they kind of are just by proxy of having really strong outside coverage. 
yeah that you have to kind of go inside and waller can do that. yep yeah and he's not going to be blocking so <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. uh one question i guess that is for this game and later if you are streaming this week would like and you and you're super flex you're desperate tyrod or Bajin? that's what i'm facing unfortunately oh. and i'm pretty torn I would Tyrod, probably go or sorry, Tyrod, I should say, yeah. Tyrod or Tyler is the uh to what the rod or the lure is what I'm saying here. This is it's a tough choice for me. Yeah. And I'm I, gonna I'd be deciding uh, Yeah, it's so hard to choose. I don't know. Uh it's it'll be a last minute decision. I did um you know, this is like it's it's always funny when you're things where people don't always pay enough attention. Like I'm playing against the guy who has Daniel Jones and like I just dropped Tyrod to get Darnold. <laughs> and then I just dropped Donald for Tyrod. I'm like, no one else tried to outbid me. And something that came up where Dable, and this this is kind of, I guess, more important than the game itself, honestly, is um, he mentioned, he like, he said he doesn't know when Jones is going to be back. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't a, hey, he might miss the whole year thing, but it was like, he's like, I can't, he's like, I don't have a timetable. I don't know for sure. Like, what he'll be back this year kind of thing. So it's not like, oh, this actually could be an extended absence thing. So How that's why I would risk it like Dable hired a, a private masseuse to give Jones neck massages every week, but she secretly like hurting his <laughs> neck so that he <laughs> stays out longer. <laughs> that's next level. Honestly, like Tyrod does give them a better chance with their current roster. Um, he does. Their but... O-line's been awful. Yeah, it's been so bad. Uh, but anyway, enough on that game. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh's up next. I'm oh. a little torn here. This one's tough. Um, I'm very I, torn. There's one injury that's actually going to kind of decide it for me, and that is Joey Porter Jr. He is listed questionable, but I think he's actually like actually questionable. Um, he, I don't, I didn't see when he got added exactly, but it looked like he got added Thursday. Like I should rephrase, I didn't see him on the Wednesday report, but then he was on the Thursday report. I think it was a calf he's questionable with. He's been limited Thursday and Friday. So that, you know, a good sign that he got limited in, but the late addition's never good. So do keep an eye on him because if he is out, then they're screwed. Yeah. Um, Levi Wallace is also questionable, but I think he'll go. And then what Deontay's about... back. I'll go ahead. I was going to say, what about Cam Hayward? Because he got designated to return. Oh, um, I'll dig into him. And we know that would make a really big difference against yeah. the Jacksonville O-Long. He... Which isn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, he just got designated this week. That's always tough. Uh, he... Okay, so he's off, you know, he's off the injury report, so he might actually be back. Oh. Good point out. I, I, I missed him. So it's, hard, it's hard to always catch the IR stuff because it doesn't always come in the news feed the same way. Yeah. No, I just saw that when we were going through him. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, so if he is indeed back and then Joey Porter's playing, then that's that would put me to Steelers. I would be really tough if it's just one. And then, like I mentioned, yeah, Deontay's back, but I'm very, very not confident just because it's a hammy. There's something he mentioned where he said another part of the hammy was sore. I, I, I'm not, I'm not playing him. Yeah, I, I'm not playing him. <laughs> I'm fine with Pickens here. Like, the Jacksonville secondary is rough, and Campbell and Cisco are both questionable in the secondary. Um, Zay Jones is still out, which, at this point, like, it's going to be three games. I feel like you should have just put him on IR. But anyway, right. I I also like Ridley. I think, that we, I think we finally get him. 
obviously if Porter's out, that helps even more. But even if he's in, like, there's enough easy matchups that they'll move it around to get him. So Yeah, this one's really tough. I like when these two teams uh, play each other, though. Like, in general, it feels very gritty. Like, even though the Jags haven't been around in a while, it just feels like an 80s, like, dirty, gritty matchup. Um, yeah, didn't they? Because they faced off in the playoffs a while back. They did. The Blake Bortles versus Roethlisberger, yeah. where Roethlisberger was just insane on fourth down and it turned <laughs> into a shootout. That was a fun game. That was such a fun game. I think the Jags won. Yeah, because they got robbed the next week. That's right. the Pats. Yep. Of course. Ugh. All right, so I think Jacksonville is overrated. I'm just going to come out and say it. I keep seeing them in everyone's top like power rankings, quote-unquote, mm, and yeah. I get it because... They're they're what like five and two. Um, the draft Trevor Lawrence that's a big part of it too. Yeah, I'm not really sold on them. I think their O line is really beatable. I think their secondary is really mid, and outside of Josh Allen, they're not great at getting to the quarterback. Uh, I don't know. I kind of think they're fools gold. They're, to me, they're last year's uh, Vikings or Giants. I'm just yeah, because not... like. So they're five and two. They got the one over Buffalo, but that was also like the one that was literally the like calling calling that a trap game. Like right. got that pick, and then Buffalo got super hurt in that game too. So yeah, and like they've beaten Ritter in London, the Bills in London. Um, Gardner had a really bad game. They beat up on the Colts, and then Derek Carr was absolutely abysmal on Thursday night. <laughs> so like that's four straight wins. They got donged on by the Texans. The Chiefs absolutely stymied them. I I honestly think I might be going Pittsburgh. Even though, like... Pittsburgh's so tough to gauge. Yeah, you can <laughs> ask anybody if Pittsburgh's good and they have no no one knows. It's, it's real tough with that. Um, also, on Ridley, he so he does really well against man. Um, the Steelers are pretty man-heavy. And then... Um, they're not going to full shadow in with Porter because they've been playing sides, I assume. So, like, I'm assuming they're not going to change it. And then the archetype of guys who have been donging on Pittsburgh, I think Ridley fits. Um, Puka, Zay Flowers, Devontae Adams, and Ayuk. Like, Ridley's in that archetype. Also, Nico donned on him, but, like, he would, like, alphas who beat man are. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like man coverage uh, eaters. Yeah. So, like,. Ridley is really good against man, so I'm expecting that to continue and him to work out. He's also someone I'm really in on DFS. And so I, I was like, okay, I got to make sure this is right, even though the price is lovely. And I'm like, okay, he actually does match up well. So I'm he does. locking him in on DK this week. I like that. He's like, he's like 5,800. It's crazy. Do we think that they get a run game going slash ETN? I I feel like it's going to be a lot of, and this kind of like happens to the Steelers where like they let out the pass catching some of the running back, but they like stuff, 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 and then it'll be like 20 yard gash. So, <laughs> and that's, that's honestly ETN. So. Yeah. That plays into the Dougie P run style a lot too. Uh-huh. Of like, do it again. <laughs> yeah. See, it worked. So I'm kind of expecting a similar run game outcome for the Jags that we get a lot. So yeah. Yeah. This isn't, this is, we have a lot of really tough games this week to pick. I think this is one of those that you it, there's not really any insight that I can offer other than flip a coin. Yeah, yeah. This this <laughs> one's also not a great 
great matchup for Pittsburgh's line in any capacity. Like their O line or D line? O line. Their their O line, yeah. Whether it's line yards or pressure, like it's not good either way. So Well, they suck at so, running the football. Yeah, that's been a lot of the issue too. <laughs> yeah, they're so bad at it. Mm-hmm. But next up, we've got Philly at Washington. We both have Philly here. The total uh, was 43.5. It's still 43.5. Eagles are favored by 7 here. And I like the Philly pass stack a lot here. I do too. But I am going to take Washington to cover. Hmm. Then they're going to keep up. Yep. I don't. This is a mozzie take. Absolute completely. Washington has played Philly really well the past few years. They just I like for no so the circle of the NFC East is actually fairly clear. The Washington sucks against the Giants. Daniel Jones is like five and one against them, and he didn't even play last week. Uh, Washington has played Philly really tough, and then Washington, or sorry, Philly has pretty much been beating up on Dallas for the most part. Who tends <laughs> to beat up on the Giants? Um. The circle yeah. of life. I do still think Philly wins. And I'm going to take the over as well. But this to me seems like a, uh, like a 31-28 kind of game as opposed to a 31-13 game. Yeah, I mean, the last one was OT 34-31. So, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> um, so last game, A.J. Brown popped off. I think he could very well pop off again. But it's not like Devonta Smith had a bad game. He still got seven for seventy-eight. He just didn't go absolutely stupid like right. AJ Brown did. I do want to add in on Fanduel. His price is six point nine k. So he's like, yeah, it's stupid on Fanduel. So that's funny because he's actually the one I like more for this. Even though I so, love AJ Brown, he's still gonna do well. Yeah. So are you expecting Washington to just like try it super hard to game plan AJ Brown out? No, I think it's more of Washington runs this stupid quarters defense and i.e. DJ Moore guys that are just can just chew right through the zone that it kind of appears as just end up getting a shit ton of receptions um, and can if if you get Devonte in open space in a quarters defense, he's going to house it. Yeah, he's like he just hasn't had like the massive weeks yet. It just hasn't hit for him. So that's I'm I'm definitely on the Devonte week, um, and that's not to say I don't like Brown. I think Brown because quarters is funny because it also has a lot of man coverage stuff. So like AJ Brown is also yeah a really good spot. So I think ultimately what we're saying is just this might be the stack game for me. Yeah, th- this is the stack I want to get. <laughs> if like if I don't just do Miami, like Philly's pretty high up on the list as well. Because and like then, if I also think Washington's gonna put up points, then you can run it back with cheap Washington players. Which, in that note, <laughs> I I feel like John Dotson has had a really rough bout, but Curtis Samuel's questionable. Uh oh. He you know he. Even if he doesn't miss, he could be a little hobbled. Um, Dotson had like the terrible game against Atlanta, so everyone's like really panicky. Um, but he's still been getting a good amount of targets aside from that game. He still got games of seven, five, nine, five, eight. 
he's got a four target and then that one target but for the most part he's been like involved enough he just hasn't been getting the type of role and usage we initially expected but his best game of the nine targets for four four twenty seven and touchdown was against philly and i think we'll probably see him you know get a lot of looks here especially with samuel banged up a bit yeah. and bradley roby's also out for the eagles as well and then other injuries, Jordan Davis is questionable, but he probably doesn't play because he didn't practice Friday. And, you know, that that's that's usually not a good sign. Um, and then Sadiq Charles, the left guard for Washington, and Cody Barton, their middle linebacker, are both out, which against Philly is a terrible, terrible time. And then uh, Curtis Samuel, I mentioned, is questionable. So yeah. I'm yeah. super intrigued to see how Kevin Bayard fits in. I do that such a huge pickup for the eagles oh my god yeah yeah pretty much they added him so god it is his first week i don't know if it matters um yeah, I, don't, I don't know an if absolute the... quarterback of defense so like he's he's got it down mm-hmm. it's interesting they haven't listed as strong safety though yeah i'm not i'm not sure how they'll actually end up doing it but... yeah that'll be something to watch um, Bradley Roby is listed as your <laughs> slot corner, which actually would be Samuel. So it's kind of, it'd be kind of interesting to see what they do if Samuel does sit. So it's kind of like a funny thing of like, oh, Samuel has a decent matchup there in the middle, but you know, uh, will he well, play? Will he be full? So yeah. They put Bayard as the nickel free safety. Well, cause they have Reed Blankenship and he is, he is their free safety. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really not sure what they're going to do with Bayard, he's not a strong safety. I'm not saying he can't do it, but his claim to fame has been deep in the secondary as a free safety, you know, and figuring yeah. out where the quarterback's going. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not sure how they'll organize that exactly, but yeah. So Philly stack is uh, is a good way to go. Next up, we've got Houston at Carolina. We both have Houston here. Um, I like the Houston offense a lot here in this game. This is another stack I was looking at was Stroud, Tank, Nico, because Robert Woods is out. Um, and then other injuries, we've got uh, Sheldon Rankins and Brevin Jordan out. And then their O-line looks like it'll be like somewhat healthy for once. Yeah. Which is crazy to I know. think about. The poor them. Texans. I can't believe how well they've done with how many line injuries they've had. Them having yeah. guys back is insane. Mm-hmm. And then for Carolina, Von Bell and Nabisco Schnold are out. Uh, I don't think Brian Burns plays. He's questionable, but didn't practice Friday. And then the trade rumors have been a thing. Uh, Gruger Hill is questionable with an illness. So check that. But usually those guys will, you know, get some IVs and play. And then uh, Luvu and Moten are questionable. And then Xavier Woods uh, was questionable. But he did get a full practice Friday, so he might be back. Um, Carol, only, the only Carolina interest I have is if I'm running back a stack with Phelan. And that's it. I like that. He's his favorite target. And he gets like the high percentage easy throws. Yeah. It's like if I, if I'm going Stroud, one or two of his receivers and Thielen, like I'm fine with that as a stack as well. That's one I'm pretty heavily considering here too. Um, okay. I'm not gonna, you know, say to do Miles Sanders in anything, but Panthers did just have a buy. They do have Austin Corbett back. You can run on the Texans. The game script might not lend itself to running, but, you know, in a vacuum, this does seem like a decent matchup for the Panthers' run game. Yeah, my concern is that's kind of turning into a split. I know he was a little banged up, but, uh, like, Frank Reich had a lot of positive stuff to say 
about Chuba. Like he basically, he essentially said it's going to stay a committee. Yeah. So that's like, for me, I'm like, I don't feel like I need to do that. I think if you have him in a, a, like a standard kind of redraft league, he might not be a bad flex option, but I don't love it. Mm -hmm. And then I do want to mention, even if not for this week uses, just a early pickup, keep under radar with Mingo. He has been playing, he was playing a lot before the bye. Um, like honestly, all year he's been playing a lot. He just got hurt for a little bit in the middle, but he he's definitely the he's he's on the field like all the time. And rookies always take a bit. The post buy for the rookies always nice. So I I think he's someone to definitely preemptively add just in case like he starts to really get a role. Yeah, we liked Mingo a lot in the pre-draft process. He was one of the few actually big-bodied like tall <laughs> receivers. Yeah, yeah, I. Like, I think he's pretty cheap. I wouldn't hate if he ran back with him, but there's another really cheap receiver I'd like more that we'll get to later. Um, but anything else with this game? Or I feel like we kind of it's kind of quick to sum up. One thing I did want to mention, and this is more general, is that the Texans changed their offensive run scheme, and it's oh really, god, yeah, it's really hurt Pierce. Yeah, which sucks because Pierce is still, you know, fucking fighting for yards yeah, and doing he's... well, but he's having to do it three yards in the backfield every time. And yeah. Singletary has been eating into his work a lot and got more than him in week six. Cause he fits more with their scheme. Yeah. Which sucks. Cause Pierce like is better. Pierce <laughs> but, is a dog. Yeah. He's so good, but it's a, it's a bummer that it's kind of gotten phased out some. Yeah. I agree. Otherwise I'd love him here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, I was going to mention that before we moved on to it. It's, that's been unfortunate of, of the role change, but yeah. Next up, we've got Cleveland at Seattle. So I do, I just think I want to take Cleveland, even though um, Watson is out. So it's going to be PJ Walker. It looks like Jerome Ford might play somehow. I don't think he will, but he might, which is really? kind of interesting. Um, yeah, he got in some limited practice, which is insane. Um, but I still don't know if he plays, and if so, I think Hunt gets the most work. So I do think Hunt's a fine option here. Um, and then the They've got Taki Taki and uh, Will's questionable. They got limited Fridays uh, for Seattle. We've got Phil Haynes, the right guard, doubtful. They got Frank Clark, but I don't know if he's going to go this week. And then, so Pete Carroll said that Lockett and Adams are on track to go, but with with Lockett, I'm a little wary because it's been a hammy thing. So he's someone I like. He's one of those guys when the, when the hammy strikes, it's not fun. Um. But this is kind of a gross game. I'm not like that intrigued in this game overall. There, there was a, there was a brief moment when I thought Walker might sit, but he got a practice in Friday and is off the injury report, so he's fine. But he didn't practice Thursday. I was like, ooh, we might get Charbonnet. But this totals down to 37 and a half. Seattle's favored by three and a half. <laughs> so it's pretty gross. Uh, Kareem Hunt's an interesting option, I think. For well, like one, if you got him in your league, that's fine. Then two, I think DFS wise, he's kind of interesting because he's someone that is not going to get used given a lot of the other options we've got. And then the fact that Jerome Ford's kind of popping back up. But if we get late news that Jerome Ford's not going to play or something about his role being low, which I think will happen if he plays, Kareem Hunt's going to be low rostered and in a good matchup because Seattle, Seattle's one that's, that's switching from early in the season. I don't know if everyone's cut on yet where, the first two weeks, three weeks, they're a pass funnel, and now they're 
not. <laughs> <laughs> like their their secondary is good because it's healthy now, and Witherspoon's been right. really good. Um, yeah, they, they had to kind of like one back and yeah, uh, someone else too. Yeah, they really had to get healthy and figure out who went where, and then once they did, they've been really good. Yep. Um, but they they've been easier to run on though is the thing actually. So like they're they've kind of turned into a run funnel weirdly enough. Um, so that's I actually kind of like Greenmont because as a play this week, not a person, I don't think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it makes that, sense as, because of the game script as well. This should be fairly low scoring. We expect Cleveland's defense to really give Geno a lot of trouble. Um, yeah. So it lends itself to a run game. That makes a lot of sense. I'm torn on who I'm actually like in Joku makes sense too. I'll mention him um, because he gets to avoid uh, Tariq Wan and Devon Witherspoon, which is uh, that's a nice path. I'm I'm kind of torn on who I'm actually taking. It's tough to play in Seattle, and it's PJ Walker. Yeah, I the the mismatch that Cleveland's front has against Seattle's O line is especially with Haynes out. Like it's just so brutal. Like the, I I bet a prop of Cleveland over two. It was like it was only like minus one fifty, but it was Cleveland over two and a half sacks. I'm like, yeah, give me that one for sure. <laughs> like they at least have like some tackles healthy this time, but yeah. I'm really worried about how Seattle holds up. And like the, the way to unlock jets, Gino is to like pressure the, the house on him. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely think Cleveland's defense is viable here. Yeah. I think both defenses are viable. Honestly, like I've, I've, I've ended up with both of them in DFS lineups that I've been mocking up. That's, so. I mean, that's fair. My yeah, only problem with Seattle is if PJ Walker doesn't even have to throw very much, because mm-hmm. their defense is just so locked down, then he doesn't really make mistakes. They just kind of hand the ball off. He hits the tight end. You know, it's low scoring yeah. and gross. Uh, that, that's my hesitation on possibly using Hunt, is that like the game could just be too slow and gross. But speaking of gross, Denver is hosting Kansas City this week. Uh, we're both taking Kansas City. I'm, obviously, they are favored by seven. The total is 46. Yeah, and, this and game, though... Hurt. Yeah, this is a a gross game. Also, weather wise, it's gonna be fucking cold. It's gonna be like in the twenties. Oh god! So there's a chance of precipitation too. So it could be you know gross during game. Sean right Payton's now, butthole mouth is gonna be even more butthole mouth. <laughs> Real puckered. Yeah. The, <laughs> right now, it looks like it should be done by game time. The precipitation, but there's a chance, and like it's gonna be cold. It's not gonna be a pretty day. So. I think that lends into Kelsey and Pacheco. Yep. Um, they were good already, and the weather makes sense. Um, if it's just cold, I'm fine with a couple streams I put in here with uh, Justin Watson coming back. Now they've just got one Justin receiver. Yeah. Um, Rip. And then, yeah, that's a bummer on that uh, with Ross. I'd, it's looking very not good for him yeah, based on the details. Yeah, pretty easy. Uh and then Marvin Mims. So, Uh-oh. Sean Sean Payton, this motherfucker, has <laughs> tried his best to keep Mims off the field, despite saying he's going to break out soon. But Brandon Johnson, the guy that I don't know if anyone really knew existed before this season, <laughs> um, is probably going to be out. He is questionable and didn't practice Friday. I believe it's a hammy. So I think Sean Payton's finally going to have to use him. Um, 
barring weather, like, again, the, the cold's not ideal, especially for deep balls, but if Brandon Johnson's out, Mims will have to get at least, like, half the snaps, which for him, like, could be a massive day, so... That's already double what he was doing. Yeah. If if Mims gets, like, if Mims doesn't get a bump and Lowell Jordan Humphrey, like, plays two-thirds of the snaps, I'm gonna just berate Sean Payton into oblivion more than I have already <laughs> in my existence. Um... So yeah, Mims is like 3,300 on DraftKings. I think he's a good punt option with the increased opportunity. That, and this is something that like I think people have gotten a little disillusioned with the situation and probably aren't keeping track of Brandon Johnson's practice status. So yeah. And then also Nick Bolton's out, by the way. That's a huge injury for Kansas City. That is. That is a pretty big injury. He's been possibly the best linebacker in the league this year, him and Warner. And there's one other who's been really good. But Blake Bolton's Cashman been a top for three. the Texans has been balling. Yeah, Bolton's been a top three to five linebacker this year. Like PFF has Cashman as the number one linebacker, which is amazing. He was yeah. really good with the Jets. He was just always hurt. So I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah. Where do they even have Bolton? I was looking through. I don't see Bolton in here. Has he played enough for this to count? He might not have. Cause he did. He, oh. This would be, they have, they have him down at 36. That does not seem right. He hasn't played dis- a whole lot. When True. he's been, I disagree he's been with impacting him. A- Demario Davis has not been the third best linebacker. I disagree with that. <laughs> some some of these I'm just like, nah, I don't I don't believe you. Some of it's the competition, you know, like Demario anyway. Davis got to play uh, Tannehill, Bryce Young, Jordan yeah, Love, that's true Baker, too. <laughs> Mac Jones, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, and like Nicholas Morrow, definitely not, <laughs> definitely should not be top ten. I don't think. He's been he's he's not been bad, but anyway, yeah. Nick Nick Bolton being out is huge for the defense. He's been a pretty key cog in it. But I still like the Kansas City defense this week because you know they've been if top they, five. Yeah, if they don't play with their food, Denver will actually have to pass. <laughs> hey, Which, Andy Reid never plays with his food. Okay, <laughs> he takes that very seriously. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Um, next up, we've got Baltimore to Arizona. Oh, I see you have uh, an upset here. Oh, no, sorry. That was one of my brain farty moments. Oh, okay, okay. So you're thinking about Baltimore. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I got to hear this one. Yeah, so. I think I meant Baltimore. to put that here. Oh, that they would cover? The cover. And yeah, that was sort of is... pending Kyler returning, which he's not going to. No. So right now, total is 44.5, spreads 9.5. So this, this made me laugh because when we were looking at Kyler's possible return, we were looking at, like, maybe around this time they're like what they play the ravens and the browns and then they play the falcons so like he'll probably come back for the falcons game because i'm like i think you want to avoid ravens and browns ideally yeah um although they might have to activate him next week i don't remember when they started his window so we'll see on that and then so other injuries um they're going to be missing kevin strong on their d line and then elijah wilkinson as their left guard um other questionables we've got hamilton and thompson um they've been limited all week they're questionable but yeah, important for the secondary for Baltimore. Marcus Williams is out of safety. Uh, Adafe Owe is questionable, but he didn't practice Friday, so good chance he sits. Oh, um, I like Gus. I like Gus. The, the Gus, Gus bus. bus. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a bus tonight for uh, Halloween. Uh, Emma's Emma's Miss Frizzle, and I'm a the bus. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like I'm a bus. Honk honk honk. <laughs> So, I might just I might just honk all night. Are you just gonna be like sober and and like carry people to the bars? 
<laughs> That'd be funny. We're, we're just going to a house party, but that would be funny. Just like piggyback. I'm the bus. Get on. <laughs> I was like, I feel like a bus is a fitting costume for me as well. Uh, but anyway, That's yeah, great. I like Gus Bus this week. Arizona's been bad against the run. I mean, Baltimore in general is a great option this week, but yeah. Also, Gus again. And then uh, our guy, Trey McBride. I forgot to mention oh, Zach Ertz is on IR now. Yeah, he's so, on IR. So, yeah. Um, he will be popular on DraftKings because he's 2.8K. Cool. So, it's always tough. There's So, there's like a lot of evidence that going the chalk cheap tight end is a bad choice most weeks just because we tight end, we're, we're not good enough at predicting tight end to merit picking a chalk guy. So, like, you're... You might as well just like gain leverage picking someone else like right around. He projects like a like a point or two worse and just getting the ownership leverage. So, yeah. But I feel like this is a little different in the case of like there's an actual reason. Like the guy in front of him is down. McBride's actually good as a receiver. Might be better than Ertz at this point in their careers. Definitely not worse. Definitely not worse. Ertz definitely has a little bit of that veteran swag but mcbride's got that you know mcbride will actually yak yeah he will <laughs> that's the kind of difference and so it's a tough choice for me because i'm like okay like if like if, if we had zach Ertz and mcbride was out because even eating to his two i'm like zach Ertz would probably be around like 3800 4k so i'm like mcbride might be like a thousand too cheap but then i'm also looking at hawkinson who's probably a thousand too cheap and i'm like eh, like i don't know <laughs> where I'm going to go. So it's going to depend on my stack. It's one of those things where if, I, if I'm go McBride, it's because I have an expensive stack or I also have like Zay or Lamar stack or something. Otherwise, like I really want to get Hawkinson or Mandrews because they're too cheap or just too go with Kelsey. So, yeah, I mean, he, we do have Kelsey against Denver in a main yeah. game slate. Like we glossed over that a bit, but I feel like we maybe we need to reiterate it. Like Kelsey should smash. Yeah, and that would be chalk, and that would also be worth it. I would yeah. say. I don't know how popular he's going to be because like McBride is going to eat up so much of that roster percentage, and Kel- like because the gap is like Kelsey's like eighty four, and then Mandrews is sixty four, and then. And then Hawkinson 62. So it's like a little tough to gauge for me exactly. So, yeah. Kick, so it looks like it's going to be McBride and then Hawkinson next. And then Ferguson. Like, so it's going to be McBride way ahead and then a group of Hawkinson, Ferguson, Ingram, and then Kelsey. So, I mean, if he's fifth most popular, it's kind of... I mean, it's like a good, good choice to me. Yeah. Kelsey is a fifth most popular, yeah. And like, Mahomes is not going to be popular. Like, <laughs> shit. Jeez. And then... You don't have to run it back, but you could, you know, put in memes. You could also use Pacheco. Like, I don't give a fuck. Just you could get a lot of points. <laughs> you do you. It's the Chiefs, so, man. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, back to this game. Uh, if, if you got McBride in, in your league and stuff and you need him, like, definitely, honestly, a pretty solid option, I think. Absolutely. Like, after the main guys we've got, like, you know, we've got Kelsey, Hawk, Mandrews, Kittle, Goddard. Before. And I'll say Ingram. So we got like a probably, you know, I'd say a, a solid six ahead of him. Who else did you add? Laporta. Laporta, yeah. So seven. So seven guys who I think are definitely ahead. After those seven, it's, oh, and Waller, so eight. And Kittle. But Kittle's also. Yeah, I think I mentioned Kittle, yeah. Bosk just because of, oh, I didn't. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. yeah. And Debo's out. So yeah, we got Kittle, Kelsey, Ingram, Mandrews, Goddard, 
Laporta, Waller, to get everybody, Goddard. But yeah, there's like there's like eight guys who are kind of in that tier of like you're playing if you've got them you're playing them and even yes. then like they're not always smash but of the of the also rands at tight end which is anyone that's not those eight pretty much <laughs> it's it's whatever so I, I think trey mcbride could easily just be the number nine choice which after saying all that it doesn't sound nearly as convincing as i thought it would would end up but well, I yeah. mean, I wasn't thinking entirely of just matchups this week. I was just sort of saying, like, in general, those guys, maybe yeah. some of those guys aren't the best for this week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like it. The only problem I have with McBride is that I tend to like running back with tight end, like the run game with the tight end specifically, not necessarily the running back. And I'm a little worried that not only does this game get out of hand, um, but Baltimore's run D is just a wall and Dobbs is just going to have to kind of do everything himself, which I think in the, uh, this situation will lend itself to McBride targets. Cause yeah, that's how he's exactly. used Ertz. Yeah, pretty much. That was my, that was my plan. Yep. With him. <laughs> um, and then next up we've got since yeah, at San Fran to round out our afternoon games. Um, we just got news that Purdy has cleared the protocol. What the so, fuck? He's like the first person. The entire yeah, I'm kind of, I'm honestly kind of confused, like exactly how that went, but yeah, he, so he cleared protocol. He's gonna play. I'm still taking Cincinnati. Um, like Same. I was, of course, gonna take him with Darnold. So right now, San Fran's favored by five and a half. It's four three and a half total. I'm not really feeling that at all. Like yep. we just saw Minnesota <laughs> pass all over them, and they've got a better line than Cincinnati, but like they've lost Bur- Burrow. Chase Higgins is definitely better than what. You know, Ozzy Hawkins is good, but I'd you know, give me Burrow Chase Higgins every day. Over. Yeah, and Higgins looks like he's finally healthy. He's had a really bad season, but he's been... Yeah, you got the bye week, yeah. Yeah, he's been littered with injuries um, that have just sort of hampered him. So, mm-hmm. uh, just saying, I don't understand the spread. Um, I guess it's in San Fran, but, like, Bengals off a bye. Their defense, I think, is starting to figure some things out. Yeah, they they will still be missing AGD, which does suck against McCaffrey. That does suck, uh, yeah. And then we might we talked about Trent Williams. I I think since he missed last week and didn't practice Friday, his question will probably ends up out. But he could still play. But we we know Debo's out. So with like the Debo out thing is one of those things when like when we get any one of these guys out, the other ones often pop off. So yeah, I like Kittle and Ayuk, but CMC to me is really the one. Yeah, you got to go CMC. I know he's expensive, but Bengals have had a, a pretty hard time tackling. Yeah. That's really bad against CMC. Yeah. <laughs> and he all, like, he'll catch passes too anyway. So, yeah. But I do I do like the Cincy pass stack a lot. Um, the Bur- Burrow Chase Higgins is like way too cheap on DraftKings this week. T. Higgins is like 5.9, which is absurd. He's also someone I'm locking in. Oh, my God. Burrow's, Burrow's 6K and Chase is 8.1. I'm like, this stack should not be this cheap. And like, and the the one guy I don't like from the Cincy Pass stack is Boyd, just because he's going to have Isaiah Oliver, who's like a really good slot uh, mm-hmm. corner. But Diamador Lenoir is on Higgins. <laughs> That's a smash. And yeah. Charvarius Ward is on 
chase. We've seen that. Yeah, Ward before. Ward got smoked last week. Like, <laughs> like aside from him stealing the ball from Addison, he got smoked last week. He did. So, and then honestly, like another thing that he's going to get overlooked is Cincinnati's O line. That the bye week was probably super helpful for them to get healthy and mesh. Yeah, that's like I don't. I think people. You know, it's a very recency bias kind of NFL. Like, it's, everything's immediate and things change really fast. I don't think people are ready for what the Bengals are going to come out with. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm so, like wholeheartedly taking Cincy to win and cover. Yeah, so the Cincy stag is the one I initially wanted, and I was like, oh gosh, if Purdy's out, I don't know, because then I'm like, I would. So I, I had a sense of defense when I thought it was going to be maybe Arnold, but now I'm not. I don't really want them anymore. Um, it was kind of an interesting. You know, do we go Darnold or Cincy D and DFS? But now that's not really a point to worry about. So I'm I'm all about stacking this game. Um, the Bur the Burrow Chase Higgins, and then you can bring it back with a lot of options. You've got CMC, you've got Ayug, you've got Kittle. So a lot of ways to go there. And I also just one last thing. I also think Trent Williams probably doesn't play, given that he didn't practice Friday and he was out last week. You mentioned that. But the Niners are a different team without Trent Williams. Everyone wants to talk about, like, Purdy MVP, CMC MVP. Like, no, no, no. Trent Williams <laughs> is the MVP of the Niners. They are not the same without him. They don't run as effectively. Nope. They have to run to the other side. My dog's going crazy because he knows I'm right. Yeah, your <laughs> dog loves Trent Williams. <laughs> Get him a Trent Williams jersey for a dog. That might be the first ever. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's yeah. Trent Williams is huge for this team. But moving on to Sunday night, we got Chicago at the Chargers. We're both picking the Chargers. Um, <laughs> oh my God! Can, I think, why is I they think not they flexing out. this game? This is a Thursday night game. Yeah, especially with no like if Fields is in, okay, but Fields is not in. So yeah, totals forty six and a half. Chargers favored by eight and a half. Um, I didn't write him in, but Eckler mega banger. Yeah, like absolute smash. If he was like, in the regular slate, he would be in every line. Yeah, Chicago against receiving backs, and it's Eckler. <laughs> and it's Eckler. So, and then adding that in, um, injury-wise, so Nate Davis, Terrell Smith, and Fields are out, obviously, for Chicago. Um, I think Jaquan Brisker just got ruled out. Yep, he was oh probably going to sit. really? And then uh, Roshan Johnson should be back, and then it looks like Darnell Rice good to go as well. But, yeah, Brisk- Brisker is also out for the Bears. Oh, um, my God. For the Chargers, obviously Mike Williams is done, so but uh, Everett and Palmer are questionable. I think Everett's going to go, but Palmer is like actually pretty questionable. I think Staley says something about the lines of him being a game time decision. So they're also missing Nate Davis. Oh, the God. Bears, yeah, their line, yeah. So when I was saying earlier, ter- the Tarod versus Bajent, um, absolutely Tarod Taylor, because I kind of get vibes of. Like, obviously, the Chargers kind of play down to whoever they play and play up to whoever they play. Uh, but this reminds me a lot of the AOC game with... Oh, uh, the Khalil Mack, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, one other mention. So, it looks like the Bears... And I'll have to double-check this because I looked at the depth chart. Right now, their depth chart has Tevin Jenkins at tackle in place of Nate Davis, who's hurt. And they're going to go him at tackle... Lucas at guard, white hair at guard, and then sorry at guard, yeah, and then tackles will be Darnell Wright, who's back now, and then Larry Borum at uh, left tackle. Yeah, so Larry Borum is the problem. Who's is is uh white hair at center? Did you guard and then Patrick Lucas at center? Okay, that is good 
because white hair is horrible as a center. He is so bad. Yeah. And so now pretty the much the right is, side of the line is good, but yeah, right. So that means Larry Borum is the only real big issue now because he's mm-hmm. really bad at left tackle. They. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, a little tough there. So they've got they they pretty much have a good right side with the Lucas, Tevin Jenkins, Darnell Wright, but the left side is gonna be real questionable. <laughs> so they're gonna line up Khalil Mack over there and let him have fun. <laughs> um, yeah, Roshan Dotson's back. But yeah, Eckler, man. The, yeah, the he he's gonna be my showdown captain. I'm assuming. So yeah. Uh huh. But do you have oh, any I need feel? to check. For Dante Foreman versus Roshan, um, I like Roshan more here, especially like on DraftKings, just because he's been the pass catching back, and I expect them to need to pass. Yeah, and he's really good in pass pro, so that does, you know what, that does help. Yeah, he should be like, like yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty on board with him this game actually. And then the Chargers have Jalen Guyton back yet. Um, he didn't come back last week, so Jalen Guyton is someone I've been waiting for, and someone I've really. I won't say infatuated with, but like I feel like they really need him back. He he kind of like was a weird skeleton key to their offense in Herbert's rookie year, and they've been missing him for a while. He's been hurt forever. Yeah, so without he, him, they've had to use Quentin Johnston. Yeah, so he fully participated in practice. If he is back, I'm using him. Herbert likes him. He was occasionally gonna he would occasionally have massive games, and even if Palmer's in, but especially if Palmer's out, like they're gonna need him. So I, I like him a lot as a as a showdown option if he's back yeah if he's back that is actually pretty big because quentin johnson sucks i'm i i mean he might get better he's been so bad he's not ready he's been horrible hopefully he becomes ready but yeah it's it's been rough (laughs) man the chargers taking him over addison and zay is looking real bad right now man my my podcast pillow fell oh no even your podcast pillow was mad at that one (laughs) oh gosh yeah so yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna let's let's make a real quick. I'm gonna make make a lineup for this game. So I'm gonna do the Eckler captain, uh-huh. easy peasy. Um, let's see if um Guyton is in. Oh oh, they don't even have him on here. Oh man, oh, why do they not have Jalen Guyton on here? How do they miss that? DraftKings, you can sell my dick. What? Okay, that's a bummer. Well, that ruined my ruined my idea okay anyway so roshan he's 66 oh okay this might take a little more time than i thought some of the prices over in there don't have jalen guyton in here man that's a bummer i'll see if fanduel does anyway next up we've got the monday night game of the raiders at the lions taking the lions you're taking the lions yeah i'm sorry man they need a bounce uh, back game oh no no i mean they're they're definitely built to win this um yeah i mean jimmy g's back but um and so injury wise i'll go through that Obviously, the Monday game, it's a little tougher until we get the Friday stuff. But as far as Friday DMPs go for the Raiders, uh, Carlson and Divine Diablo did not practice Friday. And then um, Bolton, Crosby, Hobbs, and Peters were all limited Friday. And then, yeah, Jimmy G's back. Woohoo! And then for the Lions, uh, I don't think Montgomery's going to play. He didn't practice Friday. He probably misses another week here. Uh, other Friday DMPs, we had Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow. Uh, Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez, and then Benito. Um, with Ragnow, Dan said it was tough to say whether he'll play, so I, that doesn't sound great to me. I feel like he's probably going to sit with that, but I mean, Gibbs. Gibbs. I'm on Raw. I mean, yeah. 
Goff. Like, I don't think Jacobs gets going here. So this is, you know, if if we're looking at Raiders to use, I'm looking at the passing game. Jacoby. But, yeah, Jacoby, Dev- Devontae. Jacoby's had a good year. I bet the Pats regret that, huh? <laughs> yeah, they should. Yeah, I mean, Devontae's got a really good matchup, and we know how he does in prime time. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah, he... if you do a lineup a showdown lineup for Monday Night Football and you don't have Devonte, you're gonna just hate yourself because you're just gonna watch him catch like twelve passes. Yeah, ha- having Jimmy G back is really helpful because like with with the backups they've been targeting him, but it's not been working as Yo, well. Sawyer was awful. I still can't believe he got twenty targets against Pittsburgh. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> That's like yeah, like. Not that I'll get the 20 targets here, but he's definitely a great option. And, you know, I always like doing, like, underdog options as captains, like, especially receivers or quarterbacks. So, and it's Devontae. And it's Devontae. Like, you might just be able to go Devontae, Jimmy G, as your only Raiders, and then work from there. But, yeah. Hey, hey, it's not a bad idea. And then, uh, on the Lions side, the, so this is, like, a one that just came out, like, today. Um, so, Ben Johnson pretty much mentioned Jamison Williams like needing more time to build the rapport he needs with Goff mm-hmm. so he said he's like I know I'm beating a dead horse by saying that but some guys take longer than others to, to develop the rapport and frankly we aren't there yet this was yesterday so I'm not ready to go on the Jamie train yet um matchup would be we'll, sweet for it but yeah yeah it's it's been Amon Ra as obviously the main guy and then Josh Reynolds is number two there's no more Marvin Jones now for now he's dealing with some personal issues. Hopefully everything's okay with him. And then it's been a mix of Khalif Raymond, Jameson Williams, and Antoine Green, actually, who are a guy from realizing who the fuck is this guy. <laughs> he hasn't got a lot of looks, but he's been on the field some. But for me, it's just Amon Ra and Reynolds are going to be hot look. But yeah. I'll take shots on the other guys. Like, Antoine Green is the minimum. So if you need a minimum, he's seen the field. He has been on there. But Khalif's only 2.8, so he might... He, Actually, he's gotten the ball. So, can I, but, I mean, do like a two-second rant on uh, McDaniel's or like? If you I mean, want to I mean, everyone knows where I'm at. You go ahead. I don't know if I even have the energy to anymore, man. Last week was one of the saddest things I've ever seen in terms of just an absolute disaster show uh, from McDaniel's. There is absolutely no NFL coach that should be coaching in the NFL that can't stop the kind of offense that the Bears ran out with. Tyson Bajant was on the shortest fucking leash I've ever seen. It was basically just, like, your hand on the collar, short leash. Bajant was 21 of 29 for 160 yards. I don't think he threw the ball further than 10 yards downfield more than once. It was a one-read, one-snap, like, offense throw to the first read for a four-yard gain. And they couldn't fucking stop it. How do you not stop an offense with a play sheet the size of an index card? What the actual fuck is wrong with McDaniels? Like, what what was Dante Foreman or a four-yard pass? That was the entire fucking offense. It's four either way, man. God damn it. What pissed me off as much, if not more, was in the in the presser, he was saying, like, you know, 
when he went with Hoyer, they're like, he's basically saying, this isn't the preseason anymore, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, you literally already started O'Connell over Hoyer once. Why are you going back to Hoyer, who was dog shit? 17-32 for 129, two picks. O'Connell, I mean, obviously end of game, but he's at least viable when he comes in. Like, why are you playing Hoyer? Like, you fucking dumbass. Why are you doing this? Like, how, like, how has he been the head coach so long? I don't understand it. And I don't want to take anything away from Bajent because, you know, he had like 65 people in attendance. It was his first NFL game. He got a win. That's awesome. But, like, if you're the Raiders, literally all you have to do is make him not be able to make his first read. Yeah. And you win. Make him hold on to the ball and reevaluate. And guess what? It's his first NFL game. He's going to fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, like... I, oh like at this point, I feel like I've got to like because the GM's not going to fire him because they're 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 homies like they're buds. They came from the past together. So like at this point, like I got to just point out Mark Davis, like, bro, like, Dude. you've made Mayock and Gruden, and now McDaniel's, and I don't even know the GM's name. Like, what's the fuck? Like, it's you've like he's doing a disservice to this team and the fans right now. Like, like I felt like an idiot taking the Raiders, and then after I'm like, no. I'm not a fucking idiot. I should be able to expect that the an NFL head coach can stop a high school offense. I should be able to expect that. I, we, we, we could have done a better job. We really could have. <laughs> it's just so bad. Oh, God. Sorry. And that it sucks It sucks that they have three wins already because, like, I want, like, obviously, like, you root for your team, but what's best for this team is to blow it up. And, like, if they, if they win too many more games, they're not going to be able to blow it up, right? So... I just yeah yeah it's brutal but anyway <laughs> thank you all for tuning in you can find us online at mozzythemuscle.com uh on instagram at mozzythemuscle on twitter at mozzy and muscle and uh if you listen to us you know share it with a friend we've got you know uh unique unique takes and insights on everything so we'll, we'll give you something that not you know not the same thing as everyone else is giving you but in and the we meantime, slayed last week oh yeah last week crushed it you know, lineups were good. Our calls were pretty good. Like, I was it was 9, a week that was bad for a lot of people. Four hundred thousand on my yeah, like, lineups. Like, we called Lamar week. We called don't do Chargers. Take the under. Like, we were on it. Yeah, and like the funniest thing was like I was in the back of the car, tired after a wedding, driving back, put my lineup together, and still put together lineups that won money just based off of like all our shit like i didn't have my sheets in front of me i just had to be like okay here's who we liked i'm gonna go with this and it fucking worked so it fucking worked yeah. yeah he was at a wedding and still did well and you i was know, in we, a wedding yeah we uh we respect the nuptials <laughs> <laughs> gotta respect the nuptials um yeah congrats drop on, on getting married but yeah thank you all for tuning in and we will be back uh next week